Welcome to a happy hour bonus episode of Vanderpump Robs. I'm Robs. Rob Schulte, that is. And today I talk with VPR newcomer Danica Dow. She's awesome. So, on the last happy hour episode, I gave a shout out to the great Bill Tilly for creating a Sheena rookie card that I had designed on a previous episode of Vanderpump Robs. It's for my eventual VPR trading card set. I figured on today's episode I would create Danica's rookie card since it's her first season on Vanderpump Rules. That would be season 8, the season that is currently airing on Bravo. Check it out. I mean, of course, follow along with the podcast as well. So what does Danica's card have? Gotta have the name on the front with the title and picture. Danica's title, Sir Assistant Manager. On the back, you know we gotta have a fun quote. Since it's Danica's rookie card, let's pull a quote from early on in season eight. I wanna go with, aw, so naive, I love it. That's from season eight, episode two. And what are Danica's three bullet points for the back of this trading card? One, she's a soul cycle enthusiast. Two, loves house music. And three, not afraid to speak her mind. And listeners, if we're lucky, maybe we'll get another design created by Bill Tilly. We'll share it around with the hashtag VPROBS. After the break, we're going to hear this interview with the fantastic Danica Dow. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. I'm Rob, and I'm here with an incredibly special guest. Um, her name is Danica Dow. You might recognize her from Sir the Restaurant or Vanderpump Rules, the television show. Hi, Danica. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. I'm getting very used to the quarantine. I mean, I'm drinking a white claw on my balcony right now because this is the new normal. So we're just going to go with that. Yeah, I talked to uh, Peter the other day, and he gave me a drink recipe to make while in quarantine, and uh, that's what I've been sipping on. Oh my god, that sounds great. Yeah. We just got these hibiscus dried leaves um, at the farmer's market the other day. My roommate did and brought them home, and one giant bag is like three bucks, and last night we made um, hibiscus simple syrup with it to put in our margaritas, and it is the best thing I've ever tasted. I need to somehow make a recipe and post it. Please do, because that will be my next drink I try for sure. I've yeah. never done that before. It was great. And like in this giant like bag of, I mean, dried hibiscus leaves is three bucks. Like you can't beat that. I love being thrifty and drinking alcohol. So we've got all the bases covered. Me too. I'm a cheap drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it got me through college, I'll tell you that. Same, um, same. What was your life like leading up to your time at Sir? So I actually um, lived in Santa Barbara for about five years, um, went to college there, and then I moved here with my boyfriend from college, actually, and um, we actually lived right by the Grove. Um for about a year until we broke up and just all through college, even before that. And after college, I was working in restaurants. I've been a hostess. I've been a server. I've literally been a food runner. I've been everything. And I actually started working at SoulCycle as well, which is like my favorite thing ever. I love spinning, love SoulCycle, love everything about it. Very cool. 
Yeah, I was working at SoulCycle and um, another restaurant in Culver City. And I randomly got an interview at Surf from one of my girlfriends who was just like, you know, a friend of a friend told me they're hiring a hostess. So if you want um, a job, you have to go over there right now because the owners are flying out of the country tomorrow. And I'm thinking like, okay, I only think at this point, I only think that Lisa and Ken are the owners because I don't really know that much. And I didn't really know that Natalie and Guillermo even existed at this point. And so I'm at a barbecue and I'm like kind of drunk. I look cute, but I'm (laughs) not in the best situation. And my friend was like, you have to go today. I'm like, okay. So I drank some water and this house was like the house I was drinking at was like right by earth cafe. So if you know where that's at, it's about, it's about a quarter of a mile to Sur. So I walk over there. I actually printed out my resume at the barbecue party house that I was at. Perfect. Walked over there kind of tipsy and met with Diana, who is uh, the GM there. And she had informed me that the owners actually just left Natalie and Guillermo. Um, but she hired, she hired me right on the spot and was like, just come tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because I was like four tequila drinks down and they were like, oh, this girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> it's amazing the confidence that that can bring to you, you know? Exactly. You said you uh, went to college in Santa Barbara, right? But have you always lived in California? Yeah. So I'm actually from um, the Bay Area. Um, I'm from a really oh, okay. small town called Brentwood. A lot of people get that mixed up with Brentwood, L.A., um, in Brentwood, Northern California. It's a really small, um, kind of like country town. And that's where I grew up. I like it over there. And that's good. Cause you hear so many times you hear people trying to escape their hometowns, but it's comforting to know people like their hometowns. I, I feel like I'm one of those small town girls where it's like everyone that I grew up with already has like families and, you know, I'm 25. So a lot of the people that I went to high school with that, um, that I graduated with, are already on like their second child. They already have full time careers and jobs. And that just wasn't the route that I wanted to take. And there's not a lot of people from my hometown that moved out to go to college and then stayed out. Um, A lot of them after college went back to the hometown, which just isn't my style. So as far as that goes, um, you know, I don't really go home a lot um, because my mom moved out of that area but it is a very nice area. You know, we, I grew up like on the Delta, um, you know, on boats and stuff like that. So it was, it was definitely, um, a different experience than what I have now. That's cool though, to be able to like think back on that and always have a place you could go if you need to just like take a weekend or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My dad still lives there, so I wouldn't mind going back for a weekend, especially right now. That, yeah, that's a uh, that's like I live in Brooklyn now, but I used to live in Kansas City, Missouri, and it was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just hop a flight and visit the family for a week, and it becomes increasingly harder the more busy we get in these big cities. Really, that's so funny that you're from Kansas City. We actually have two bartenders at Sir that are from Kansas City, Missouri. Really? Yes, I'm not lying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, send him my info. I'll have him on. We'll do a Kansas City recap. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Okay, so walk me through like what the transition from employee to cast member has been like for you. When I first started working at Sir, it was I think it was the or the middle. I'm sorry of season six. Um, and so that was kind of wild. I also had two other jobs, so I wasn't at Sir that frequently, 
Um, but the cameras and all of that was very strange to me. It wasn't until the following year, which was last year that I was, or the year before that, that I was managing and not on the show still. So I, you know, the cameras being there while we're working is very frustrating. I'm not going to lie. The servers that aren't on the show hate it. Everyone hates it. Everything, everyone's in the way. We can't play um, normal music because it has to be specific music for um, production. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about that, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just remember it being, you know, oh my God, this is so annoying. They're filming tonight. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> and so now I feel like I'm the only cast member that's new that, that knows how it was like before. And so now I feel like I'm very cautious. Um, you know, I, I can feel the energy. I'm like, I know everyone's so annoyed right now. And now I'm the one that's filming after like the yeah. year before that I was probably talking so much shit all the time, like, fuck this, yeah. this is so annoying. And now I'm actually living it. <laughs> so at the restaurant, at the restaurant, it's been um, a little bit of, you know, challenging situation. But as far as like just easing right into it, I don't think that I really cared at that point, especially because right when I started filming, it was already like the worst time of my life. Like right when yeah. they started filming, I was getting suspended. Um, a couple of days before filming even started is when I got in a fight with my boyfriend, like all this stuff. So I didn't really have time to even process like, okay, I'm on a show now. What am I going to do? Like, what do I have to do? It was already like my life's falling apart and they're just following me now, you know? Yeah. That's gotta be <laughs> challenging for sure. Yeah. Now, are you comfortable with the edit you've gotten so far? Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty comfortable with the edit so far. There is a lot of things that I filmed that aren't shown um, a lot, actually, which I was prepared for. You know, there's so many new people on the show and, totally. you know, they can't just really follow like random storylines of random new people. So there was a lot of stuff that I filmed with my boyfriend. I mean, at the beginning, it was my ex-boyfriend leading up to our relationship, getting back together and all that kind of thing that was not shown, unfortunately. But I'm sure, you know, the producers have a reason for it. You know, there's yeah. just a lot of pe- there's a lot of people. There's only so much you can fit into that amount of time. Exactly. So I'm trying to not get too upset about the things that weren't shown. But as far as um, what is being shown, I mean, that's pretty much my normal personality. I don't yeah. take a lot of shit from anybody. And if I feel a certain type of way, I'm going to say it. So you know, I might get backlash for that, but it's whatever. It's life. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe take this however you will, but we were watching the other day, my girlfriend and I, and we were both talking about how, like, we love your confidence on the show, regardless of uh, the conversation. It's like you really stand up for yourself, and it seems like you stand up for your friends, which can't be manipulated that way. So, Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I would like to think that I'm someone that, you know, stands up for my friends and you know, hopefully you'll see more of that as things start to unravel. I hope that we do. Mm-hmm. Since you've moved to cast member, have your Sir friendships grown? I have a small group of people at Sir that I'm really close friends with that aren't on the show. And nothing really has been affected as far as that goes. Um, as far as people that are on the show, I mean, I was always really good friends with Sheena even before the show. Um, and Raquel and James, and we've, you know, just progressed even more so being on the show. So I love that. I mean, you know, nothing's really changed that much as far as that goes. Oh, that's fantastic though. Yeah. I love them. 
Love the glow ups. That's all I'm going to say about that. Everyone's yeah. doing great. Um, <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. In one of the uh, more more recent episodes, I think it was at the time of this recording, the latest episode, you spoke about how you're really wanting to stake your claim in the restaurant business. And it sounds like it has been your world for quite some time. But can you expand a little bit on your ambitions there? I have always had this dream of owning something. I have so many different loose ideas um, that I have that I don't really share with anybody. But, you know, I've always wanted to either own something um, pretty small, like a brunch spot or like a coffee shop or like something super cute and quaint. And I have so many great ideas. And, you know, I know what West Hollywood needs. I know the area very well and hopefully one day like down the line I could either have something whether it's my main thing or a side thing I definitely think that I could and want to own something own like a small business that's very exciting and I think those are yeah really great goals to have the unique ideas that I have that I'm going to put into it. Not so much. It just being like a random thing. It's going to, I have so many just ideas that no one's ever thought of before. And like one day I'm going to put those to play. It's just obviously not the right time right now. I'm still learning. I'm still growing up, things like that, but eventually like it'll come to play and hopefully be amazing. So those are, that's the plan. Very cool. Very cool. What type of uh, restaurant and bars do you generally frequent or your favorite either in LA or beyond? You know, I have like two different sides of me because I'm from the Bay area. You know, we go to dive bars. We don't give a fuck about anything. We drink out of plastic handles. We, you know, I love Jaeger bombs, like stupid shit like that. So, you know, it kind of varies because I love the WeHo scene. I love, you know, the crazy bars that, you know, the half naked men. I love that shit. But then, you know, on a Friday, Saturday night, I'm with a different group of friends. We like to go to bougie places. I love Delilah. I love Cow, Beauty and SX. Like, Hell yeah. You know, more upscale um, things. I mean, TomTom is beautiful. I feel like, honestly, places in WeHo need to look more like TomTom. I mean, that whole strip right there is full of a bunch of kind of more like divey bars. And then you just have TomTom sticking out like a sore thumb. It's like this amazing, like beautifully designed bar and I love that I love you know craft cocktails things that are super upscale so you know I can go either way I guess it just depends on what what mood I'm in and I guess the friend group that I'm with it's good to be versatile that way yeah I was growing I grew up in dive bars as well and then like the moment I went to West Hollywood for the first time and like went to a lot of places around there especially Tom Tom when it opened I was like oh shit you can get strong good drinks this is awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Tom Tom looks like it belongs in, I don't know, like New York or I mean, even even in Hollywood, because I mean, there's no other restaurant that looks like that on the Santa Monica Boulevard Strip. I completely agree. It's a fantastic place. It's awesome. I like to ask my guests on the happy hour episodes some of their top favorite things so that uh, maybe especially during these times of uh, self-isolation, it could help out some of the listeners. Uh, So what's your favorite music that can be band, genre, festival, whatever you'd like? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, since I lived in LA, I've been obsessing over house music. I love house music so, so, so much. Um, But you know, I, I love the weekend. I love Drake. I love like vibing out to 
R&B, like early 2000s. Like I can honestly go with whatever, depending on whatever mood I'm in. I think that since I moved to LA, I started listening to so many different kinds of music. And I loved LA for that, that it just like broadens like everything. And you can just yeah. like explore whatever the hell you want to listen to. And no one cares. Yeah, it's not like the uh, school lunch table anymore where you have to like the music that everyone else likes or you get kicked out. Oh, I know. If I would have listened to house music in high school, people would have been like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Let's uh, move on to specifically drinks. Is there a cocktail that you prefer over anything or is it swigging from that handle that's your favorite? Oh, my God. Okay, well, everyone that really, really knows me knows I'm obsessed with Aperol Spritz obsessed okay i could have an aperol spritz with a fucking filet mignon i can have an aperol spritz at any time of the day and what i always do is i always put a shot of the peach and orange blossom botanical line from kettle one um into my aperol spritz and it is the best drink ever and if you don't have the botanical line of kettle one then just any um citrus vodka in your Aperol Spritz, and it will get you fucked up. I guarantee you one of those will get you fucked up. Awesome. I will. I now have two drinks that I will be making thanks to you, and I really oh, appreciate absolutely. it. <laughs> Can't wait to get fucked up. Oh, I know. We're going to get so hammered. <laughs> I love margaritas, too. I mean, I'm a tequila person. I love tequila so much. I have newly started liking Reposado. I used to only drink silver. I love Reposado now. Um you know, I love tequila. I can drink tequila at any time of the day as well. So but I'm, I'm more of a shot person. I like I like tequila shots. Yeah, that's about the only shot I can take these days. Yeah. It just goes down so nice. I used to be a big whiskey guy, but it doesn't suit me well these days. Yeah, you know, whiskey makes me tired. I don't know why. I always fall asleep when I, when I drink whiskey. Yep. Sometimes you can't fall asleep because you're at a club. I know that yeah. feeling. Yeah, it's not like my turn-up drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's my <laughs> sipping at home on Christmas morning or something. Exactly. How about movies? What are you watching these days? Ooh, I, I'm going to go with a classic and go like The Notebook or He's Just Not That Into You. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I love those two movies so much. I love a good cry. I love, love, love Star Wars. I'm obsessed with Star Wars. And I also love Wolf of Wall Street. Those are probably my my three weaknesses right there. Have you ever watched the show The Mindy Project? No, I haven't. I think that the pilot episode will hook you. She is a hopeless romantic and loves rom-coms and mentioned almost all the movies you just mentioned. Oh, I love that. I love rom-coms. They have the best rom-coms on Netflix right now. I'm loving life. They set my expectations so high and then, yeah. you know, and then I just get let down and then I just keep watching them and just keep getting let down all the time. I'm it's so just sorry. like, it's just like a cycle, like a really sick, sick cycle. How about podcasts? Do you listen to them? I'm going to throw that out there right now. I am a huge Bachelor fan and I Hell love, yeah. love, love, um, Caitlin Burstow and I love Ashley. I, and they both have really good podcasts. So I listen to those because I love Bachelor News and I love Bachelor Nation. Counting down the days to Bachelor in Paradise, I'll tell you that. Oh, I know. I'm I'm so such a freak when it comes to that stuff. I will literally take what is it Sunday Monday nights off, like off work, <laughs> just to sit around and watch the Bachelor because I don't want to get spoiled from people posting yep. on Instagram because it freaks. I, I it makes me so mad. 
I know. I grew up a big Survivor fan. So then when I found mm-hmm. out that there was a Bachelor meets Survivor, in, at least in my mind, that's how it was presented to me. I was like, Bachelor yeah. in Paradise? Okay, I'm in. I love so- Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> like, I feel like if I was ever on The Bachelor, which I wouldn't because they would never accept me, um, <laughs> if for some reason, which there would be a reason, that I got voted off, like I would, I would thrive <laughs> in Bachelor in Paradise. Thrive. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. That's the fan fiction. If anyone wants to write it, is Danica on <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise? Get me on Bachelor in Paradise immediately, without having to be on the Bachelor first. Yeah, of course. No, no one needs that. They just need the Paradise. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Just paradise. So, Danica, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Um, Can you let everyone know where they can find you online? Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. So, my Instagram um, handle is Danica Dow with three W's at the end. And, you know, I use Twitter. It's the exact same thing, but I don't use Twitter as much. So, follow me on Instagram. Well, Danica, once again... You've been a great guest. We loved having you. I loved having you on the pod. You could <laughs> come back you. anytime you want. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you'll have me back, you know, let me know. And let me know when you make that uh, hibiscus margarita. I want a picture. That was a lot of fun. And once again, I'm getting some amazing drink recipes. If you make any of Danica's suggestions, please share it on Instagram or Twitter using that hashtag VPROBS. And thanks again for listening. I'll be back this Wednesday with Season 1, Episode 4, Vegas with a Vengeance. And I'll be joined by Bravo Superfan and Decider.com host Leah Palmieri. Remember, she was in Episode 1 as well. Please leave Vanderpump Robs a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have a question in the review, I'll answer it on a future episode. Thanks again to Jeremy Siegel for my theme music. You can support this podcast financially at patreon.com slash pink jeans. And you know what? That's all for this week. Stay safe and stay healthy, y'all. Wait, Rob, is that who we're talking about? Yeah.